1: hey friends and welcome to the happy hour with Jamie I podcast I'm your host Jamie and I am so excited that you're here every week on this show I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life the little things in life and everything in between guys before we get started to our show I want to think one of our sponsors and that is rent the runway getting dressed is a drag when you've got a closet full of clothes you regret buying Thankfully, you can get the wardrobe you love with Rent the Runway's unlimited subscription to everyday fashion, which grants you access to a rotation of premium designer styles for work, weekends, and everything in between at a flat monthly price. And you can get 25% off your first month when you visit renttherunway.com unlimited or download the iPhone app and enter the code HAPPY at checkout. I am loving my Rent the Runway clothes. And in fact, I just wore one of my cute outfits to church. Check out my Instagram to see that there. Guys, you're listening to episode number 150, and my guest is Christy Wright. An experienced certified business coach, Christy works with many startup business leaders. In the area of personal development, Christy covers leadership, life balance, setting and reaching goals, creating boundaries, and time management. She speaks to real world money issues like dumping debt, building a budget, and managing money. Christy also regularly customizes each of these topics specifically for women's events. Today on the show, Christy and I chat about how she met her husband, how she started working with Dave Ramsey, and how the business boutique actually began. If you're a woman and you're wanting to start any sort of business, you need to be following Christy because she brings so much great content and information to us through her business boutique conferences and through her podcast every week. In fact, just this week, I was listening to one of her shows and I took a screenshot and I sent it to my friend, Jessica Honiger, who's the CEO of Noonday Collection, and I said, you need to have your ambassadors listen to this show because it was so great. Today on the show, we talk about balance. How do we do mom life and work life well? How do I do my nine to five job well, plus a hustle aside gig that I hope to one day make my full-time gig? And let me just give you a little heads up, guys. Balance is hard and it's dependent on what you're focused on. You're gonna love our conversation and I promise you, you're gonna be inspired. Plus, Christy loves Taylor Swift. So that's awesome too. Hey guys, I'm a super big fan of Instagram. So if you want to share anything about this show, come find me over there. I'm at Jamie Ivy. And while you're there, find Christy as well. She's at Christy B. Wright. Guys, real quick, before we get to the show with Christy, I announced last week the book club choice for August. And let me tell you, I am so excited. My husband Aaron is releasing a book on August 1st that he wrote with his friend Matt and that is our book club for the month of August. In fact, if you listened to the last time that Aaron was on the happy hour, we actually talked about his writing process and the book there. It's called Steal Away Home, and you can get it anywhere books are sold. I even have it at my store, jamieivy.com slash store. All the links of where you can find it are gonna be up on my webpage just in case you forgot. All right, friends, here is my conversation with Christy Wright. Hey Christy, welcome to the happy hour. Thanks so much, thanks for having me well i'm super excited to talk to you because i have been hearing a lot about you from different places in my world and in fact just like two weeks ago my friend jana texted me and her and another girlfriend of mine run one of my favorite earring companies ever where i buy all my earrings from And she's like, hey, Mm -hmm. have you heard of the Business uh, Boutique with Christy Wright? And I was like, yes, I have. And I'm going to talk to her. (laughs) Um, And so she was like, I love her. And so since then, I've been listening to your podcast and I am loving it. And so all kinds of things. I'm just seeing you everywhere. Thank you. You're very welcome. I know just from a little bit of stuff that you're a businesswoman, married, have kids. But tell us just a little bit about who you are and we'll get into what you do in a minute
2: sure absolutely so i work for dave ramsey and i'm a speaker and business coach and then as of a week ago a published author with the new book business boutique but like you said i'm also a a wife my husband and i've been married about five years this may and then we have two little boys carter is two years and two months and conley is just over seven months and so we have our hands full to say the least but yeah it's just an exciting season where i really love coming alongside women at different stages of life and business and helping them turn their passions and ideas and hobbies into businesses, or if they have a business, helping them grow it to the next level.
1: Okay. You have like really touched on something here because I feel like this is so many of my friends' world. Right. But first we have a mutual friend, Annie Downs, and I texted her this morning. I was like, tell me something that I might not know. And so- (laughs) Oh no, I'm so scared. (laughs) No, it was perfect. It wasn't like anything that you wouldn't want anyone to know, but she said you met your husband in a running club. I did.
2: Yeah. Okay. So so, yeah. Tell me that story. Um, we, I was in this running club, um, I guess it was about seven, eight years ago and it was a lot of people in their twenties and thirties and we would, you know, train for marathons together and go to trivia nights and we were just, it was a fun group of friends and this guy just kind of kept pursuing me and wanted to date me and i was zero interested like zero interested um i was dating someone else at the time and one night i guess it was after like six or seven months of him kind of pursuing me he took me to coffee because he wanted to kind of lay it on the line and i knew the point of coffee so i said yes but the point was to i wanted to set him straight you know i wanted to be like okay let me make this clear once and for all nothing's gonna happen so as expected we go to coffee and he lays it on the line. He's like, I want to take you out. I want to date you. And I said, look, I said, I'm really flattered, but I need you to know that nothing is ever, 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 ever going to happen. Like Hugh Taylor Swift, we are never, ever, ever getting right. together. And if you would have asked him how he felt leaving coffee that day, he would have said, yeah. I felt good about it. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. And uh, sure enough, that guy is now my husband. So I guess he was on to something. But uh, that was the very beginning of us. And it was a running group that kind of brought us together. That's hilarious. Why were you so adamant nothing's going to happen? I don't know. During that season, um, like I said, I was dating someone else. And I just wasn't interested. But, you know, uh, on a completely different side of the story, it had always been a prayer of mine since I was a child. Like I remember being a child thinking, I want my husband to see me first and pursue me. Mm. And so when you look back at that season of my life, I feel like that was actually God's grace in that because had he been interested in me in January and I was also interested, there wouldn't be that foundation of him pursuing me. And so I felt like kind of in a way, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like God closed my eyes to him so that he could pursue me. And then it was like, after seven or eight months or so, it was like, got open eyes, and there in front of me was the most amazing man I'd ever seen. It was like I just didn't see it before, and I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, he pursued me, and not only pursued me when I wasn't interested, he pursued me when ninety percent of the time he saw me, I was in running clothes and sweaty. Like that's, that's how real you know pursuit. you have a like, let's just be Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I
1: love that story. It Kind of gives me like this little love story goosebumps, you know, like he, well, yeah, he was it's just sweet. running for you. There's a, there's a you. real
2: sweet level to it. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so you guys have been married five years, two boys already. You guys have your hands full for sure. How close are they? I didn't catch the numbers. They are 19 months apart. Okay. My first two okay. kids are 22 months apart. And let me tell you, here's what I always tell moms that have kids close like that. It is so hard in the beginning. It is so hard. But now it is just the best thing in the world.
2: I love it. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's crazy at first and you literally just kind of forget those first yes. few years out of just pure trauma. But then the rest of their lives, it's awesome. They're best friends and they go through life together. So I'm holding on to that, that light at the end of the tunnel because right now it's certainly crazy town it's with having two babies. Hard. It's hard. But then I have like a,
1: I have a few girlfriends who, this is so random, they like have three kids and then, not an accident because God doesn't make accidents, but you know what I'm saying. Surprise! They like Their youngest is like 10 and then they have a baby. And they mm-hmm. are, of course, shocked at first and like oh my gosh what just happened to my life but then like two years in they're like this is the best thing ever it's like this new little bundle of joy in our family and all the big kids take care of them so sweet i know i know you you know it is just what it is okay so you work for Dave Ramsey, which did you know, I had his daughter on the show. She was my very first guest this year. So Rachel came on in oh, January. Awesome. Rachel and our great friends. And I loved having her on. It was just, I felt like I actually went to happy hour with a girlfriend. So that's fun always. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's awesome. She's awesome. Okay. So tell me just a bit, because I don't actually know this. And so someone listening may know it, but
2: I don't know how you started
1: doing what you're doing.
2: <laughs> you know, well, like, well, you know, how I did this start? Stories, <laughs> I got, I've got nothing but stories. So that's a crazy story as well. So I, I'll give you kind of the background of how I started to work for Dave. I was working for the YMCA in Nashville. That's where I'm from and had worked there for about three years and really loved it, but also was at a point where I was burned out and I really felt God calling me to do something else. And I remember standing on my deck one day and I had this thought, it was kind of those moments where you're thinking, praying, talking to God. And I thought, I am never going to find a company that I believe in as much as the why. Like, I love Mm -hmm. that we do work that matters. I love that we change lives. And as I was standing there, the very next thought that came into my mind, Jamie, was you're going to work for Dave Ramsey. Out of nowhere? Fantastic. Who is Dave Ramsey? (gasps) (laughs) So I had to literally Google him. I opened my laptop and Googled Dave Ramsey. And it said, located in Nashville, Tennessee. And I thought, fantastic, I don't have to move. And so from there, I applied for a position as a product developer and got hired working with his teen products. This was before his daughter even worked there. She was still in college at the time. This was about eight years ago. And that was the very beginning of my being a part of the team. Wow. And what were you you said, product development? Right. So I managed um, all of his kids and teens products. So. Junior's Adventure Banks, you know, the high school stuff. Um, I kind of was in charge of developing all those products. Okay, so that's how you got working with Dave. How did you start doing what you're doing now with the business (laughs) boutique? another story. So um, I started in the fall of 2009, and in the spring of 2010 was when Rachel was graduating from UT. And she was going to come on the team as kind of the face of the teen brand and the younger generations. Mm-hmm. And so I naturally was going to be working with her because I developed those products. But at this time, there were no other speakers than Dave. And so Rachel had been booked to speak at a conference that summer. And there were 20 different dates with the Christ and Youth Conference. It was called the Move Conference at that time. And so I somehow... Became the liaison between our company and this conference. Well, two weeks before Rachel was supposed to go on the road to speak for 20 different dates, Dave looked at the schedule and realized it was just crazy. She shouldn't be doing this many dates. So he pulled her from half of them. Uh-huh. And now I, as the liaison, had to be the bearer of bad news to tell this conference hey, I know that this we go on the road in two weeks. But by the way, she can't do (laughs) 20. She can only do 10. And so the guy I was speaking with, he said, Christy, what am I going to do? Like, we've got her slated for 20 different keynote presentations, not 10. We've got her slated for 20. What am I going to do for those other 10? And I said, I'll do them. And he said, can you speak? I said, I think so. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Jamie, I've never spoken in my life to a group other than like, you know, 20 kids in a living room for young life. So this was, and I, by the way, didn't ask anyone permission to do this. That I was, was my just next question. Try, no, I just was trying to solve a problem. And, you know, I love this story in Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. She says, some of the most amazing career opportunities are not jobs that are posted. They're simply problems that you solve. And mm. then that thing becomes your job. And in that situation, I did not see a future speaking. I didn't have any dreams or could not even fathom anything like what I'm doing now, I just saw a problem in front of me of we need to to fulfill our commitment. And I wanted to solve that problem. I figured I could make it work, figure out how to speak. I could do a good enough job to get through that summer. And then that fall, after we had a great summer, of Rachel and I going on the road together, they actually created the speakers group within our company and saw a need to have other speakers. And without any questions asked, any interview process or application process, I was kind of Slid into that group because I did a great job that summer, so it's evolved from there. That is so crazy. Okay, two things about that story first,
1: I, I feel this obligation. It's almost like when someone speaks false about the gospel, you feel like you have to say something. I just need to clarify that UT here in Austin is the University of Texas, so I know all of uh, you
2: Tennessee people. <laughs> yes, I should have seen that coming. You should have seen it coming.
1: I have a really good girlfriend who lives here, but she grew up in Nashville. And so we're always like, "You tea this, you tea that," and she's like, "You guys, you're talking about the wrong ut." I mean, she always brings it up. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, it depends
2: on who you talk to. <laughs> exactly. and kind of Exactly. Ut, you're gonna get <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay, so that is amazing. And all I'm thinking the whole time is, I love what you said about sometimes the jobs aren't even posted. They're just how you see a problem. Now, when did you actually say, by the way, Mr. Boss Man, Dave Ramsey, I've done this. What do you mean what I've I've done this. Oh, the, the speaking. Yeah. Like you said, I just, I just solved a problem. And by the way,
2: it's sure. me. Well, right. <laughs> I am the solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, you know, I can't even remember, honestly, we went back to the leadership and, and they said, how did the call go? I said, well, <laughs> it went well, but I'm going to be doing the other ones. And they're like, All right, you think you got it? I was like, yeah, I think I got it. Like it was just, it was so just kind of passive. Like, all right, we're gonna make it work. It wasn't a lot of questions asked. Okay, I love that.
1: If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here, and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
1: Love that. Okay, so now with your business boutique, which from what I understand, I know you had a book that just released, and I know you've done speaking for Dave Ramsey and stuff, but you have a whole event that business women can
2: attend. Am I right? Right. Yes. Exactly. And actually, this was birthed out of Dave's idea about four or five years ago, where we were moving me from being a product developer, like we talked about, and speaking on the side to not only speaking full time but where I was going to become a Ramsey personality and really carry a message to a new market and help them and so we sat in this room and it was Dave and a lot of board members. My husband was there and we were just kind of exploring what could this look like and how does my story and my strengths and my skills and my education, how does that align with not only the company's needs, but the marketplace needs. And as we start to look at, okay, here's my story of my mom and being raised by a single mom. And she had a cake shop. She was an entrepreneur. Plus I'm a certified business coach and I love small business. I've had my own side businesses and Dave starts to see all this alignment. he said, you know what? I think there's a market out there of women, that need help with business. They're not going to go buy a business book by John Maxwell Mm -hmm. and they need help turning their ideas or hobbies or passions into businesses. And so that's really where it was birthed. But from there, I poured myself into a few years of research of really understanding this market. And that is what we use to create that very first event you're talking about. We've done multiple sellout events since then where women come and they get everything they need to start their business or grow an existing business to the next level. So we cover everything from how do you sell without being pushy, how do you market yourself and set yourself apart from the competition, how do you price your products and pay yourself, what about business licenses, what what is the plan, what are the steps? So we give them everything we need in a in a couple days jam packed and it's really really fun to see how these women go out of there and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I'm ready to charge hell with a water pistol, I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah, yeah, I love it on my show. I talk to a lot of, I talk to only women,
1: but I talk to a lot of women who have started businesses. And it's so exciting to hear the small steps and how you never thought it was gonna work out this way. But I've kind of been living this myself as well, Chrissy. And so I can be a listener and I can be a person who says, it's sometimes really scary when you're starting a business. right? So I started my podcast and it has developed into not just a hobby, but a job for me. And so right. I have this and it's weird for me to say, and this is probably a woman thing. You're probably going to get on to me. It's it's weird and I'm getting better at saying, I own a business. Did you hear? Right. I, just, I just said it like out loud. Right? I did it. But it is such a struggle sometimes. Do you feel, and I think I know the answer for this, do men struggle with that? Like, I own a business. I'm going to go do something. I feel like the women struggle with that more of just like the ownership In I'm going to do this. Are we scared to fail? Are we scared to say
2: that we're a small business owner? Is that true or am am I not seeing it right? No, I think you're absolutely right. And what's interesting is women have this fear. Now, it may have a different voice. It may say, I'm scared to say I own a business or there's someone already doing it or I'm not business minded Mm -hmm. or what if I fail? So, but the root of all of it is fear. The root of every single piece of that excuse or explanation is fear. And it's interesting because I'm reading a book right now called Bringing Up Boys by James Dobson. I'm trying to learn Uh about boys because I didn't have any brothers. (laughs) Yeah. And he talks in this book about how research shows as early as childhood, like age four, five and six little girls are much more fearful than little boys. And for example, they break sooner when riding their bikes. They never want to make the same mistake twice. Mm. They're more cautious, they're uh-huh. more risk averse. Now, any mamas of boys listening are going, uh, can I get an amen, because right. boys are reckless. <laughs> but so you see these traits in children. Well, think of the implication of that in adulthood, where Women tend to be more fear-based and look at a problem or look at a big challenge and go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if I can do that. Where a man's like, oh, I got it. It'll be right, great. I mean, it's right. yeah. Yes. And so... I think you just see this in our wiring. In fact, there's research that shows that your ability to take risk or how a risk averse you are is in direct correlation to the amount of testosterone in your system. So men are more risk takers mm. and women are more risk averse. And even those women that are more risk takers, research shows they have higher levels of testosterone in their system. So there's a biological component to this that you can't argue with, that some people are just more cautious. Some of us are just more fearful based. And so if we want to be successful in business, we have to figure out how to push past that because there's no guarantee straight path to success in business. You're going to have an element of risk and yes, you will fail sometimes. It's not going to be fun, but it's a part of your journey to success.
3: Mm.
1: Do you ever listen to the podcast? um, Oh my gosh, how I built this.
3: No, I haven't
1: heard of it. Oh my gosh, you have to listen to it. It's a show strictly directed where they go on and they interview people who have built big companies. But it talks about how they got to where they are. And you know what? All of them, all of them, all of them, all of them have like failed at stuff. Yes. Yes. And I yeah, every time I listen exactly. to them, I'm like, this is so encouraging to me because they didn't show up with creating, you know, lift or whatever it might be on their first try. They had all of these failed businesses. Like you probably have these puzzle pieces. What are the puzzle pieces that little kids play with? They're wooden. Uh anyhow. They created so many different toys before they finally got to that. And now they're just making, you know, gazillion dollars a year on their puzzles. Yes,
2: exactly. You know, there's a quote by Michael Jordan that I use all the time. And I love this quote because he's the greatest basketball player of all time. And he says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. So I have failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. And so if we start to realize that failure is not a sign that you're destined for failure, it's not an identity, it's an event and it's something you can dust yourself off and get back up and keep going because it is a stepping stone on your way to success, you, in fact, can't get to the level of success you want to get to unless you fail along the way. It's just a part of the process.
1: And that's so hard to learn and so hard to feel. It is. But for me, when I like surround myself with hearing stories about that, it helps me
2: like, OK, I come on, let's do this. Like we may fall, but we're going to get up and we're going to keep moving. Yeah, exactly. I have a story I tell at my business, boutique events now when I talk about beer, there's a speaking event from six years ago where, Jamie, I bombed. And I'm not exaggerating for effect here. I mean, absolutely panicked, froze, bombed, and and it was a disaster. I cried the entire six-hour drive home oh. because I was so embarrassed. And that whole drive home, you know what I told myself? Never again. Oh. I'm never going to speak again. I'm never going to put myself in that situation again. Because again, that little girl in me is going, I'm not going to make this same mistake twice. I'm just never even going to put myself out there. Now, thank God I didn't let that happen because I learned to dust myself off, learn from it. And now I actually use that to encourage other women because I failed. And that's one of the many times I failed. It's not fun and it hurts. And it's sometimes it'll scar you to the core, but it doesn't have to be the end of the story. Nope, it doesn't.
1: All right, guys, I'm going to interrupt the show just for a minute to thank two of the sponsors that make this show possible today. The first one is Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. And that is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. There's a perfect bra for everyone and you can find yours in just seconds by answering a few simple questions from third love's fit finder now you can try one of their best-selling bras free for 30 days you guys all you have to do is pay the 299 for shipping and one of third Love's signature 24 7 bras is on its way you can cut the tag off, see how it fits. You can wash it and wear it, and you might possibly even forget that it's on. If your third love bra isn't your new favorite, you can always return it or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com/jamie right now to find your perfect-fitting bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com/jamie to try your new favorite bra for free. thirdlove.com/jamie. All right, guys, I want to thank our second sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Please visit HelloFresh.com and use the promo code JAMIEIV30 to save $30 off your first week of deliveries when you subscribe. HelloFresh currently offers customers a classic box, a veggie box, and a family box. You can order three, four, or five different meals per week designed for either two or four people. Every week they have new recipes that are being created. Basically guys, their recipes are going to make you feel unstoppable and your taste buds are going to thank you. In six easy to master steps, HelloFresh will get you chopping and zesting and cooking like a natural because most of their recipes take just 30 minutes and require minimal equipment. Guys, I want to tell you that I get HelloFresh delivered every time my husband's out of town because he's the cook in our family, and so HelloFresh comes to my rescue when he's out of town. HelloFresh is constantly experimenting in the kitchen to let fresh, natural ingredients shine. They offer ever-changing menus, classic ingredients in a new light, and they have super easy to follow recipes to help you feel good inside and out. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun. You can focus on the whole experience and not just the final plate. Every week, they give you step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes. And you know what, guys? This works for anyone. Seasoned home cooks to all of us, are just short on time and need a little bit of help. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients, measured to the exact quantities. I love that so much. So there's no food to waste. HelloFresh delivers food to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. They employ two full-time registered dietitians to review each recipe to ensure that it is nutritionally balanced, and each recipe is less than $10 a meal. Guys, you cannot beat this. Right now, you can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code Ivy All right, guys. Thank you to our sponsors. Here is the rest of my conversation with Christy. Okay, so let's talk about the woman that's listening. Let's start with this one first, who thinks, I think I have an idea. And you've mentioned some fears already. And I hear people when they come to me and say, hey, I want to start a podcast, but there's already one like mine. And so I know what I tell them. And it's probably the same thing that you tell people. What are some of the fears that people say when they're like, I have an idea, but? Right.
2: Many of them get distracted by either a lack of or a perceived lack of resources. So lack of time, lack of money, lack of talent, lack of education or background. That's one side of it. Another side of it is exactly what you're saying. There's someone already doing what I want to do. They're doing it faster. They're doing it better. They're better looking. They're a better writer. They have more Facebook likes. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? What's the point of me doing this? And my answer for those are slightly different. So I'll first speak to the woman that might be feeling like, you know what, I've got a lack of resources. I don't have the time or money or talent. If you want to start a business, if you have the desire, if you're willing to work hard for it and you want it bad enough, you can make that work. You can start small. You can grow slow. You can structure your business in a way that you take advanced payment to reinvest in business where you don't have upfront costs. Mm. You can get creative and barter and automate and outsource. And there's so many ways around the barriers for business if you just want it bad enough. So that would be the first thing. And, And a lack of degree a lack of business background doesn't have to be a barrier either because the truth is some of the most successful people in business and probably i would guess some of the people you're talking about that are featured on that podcast are not people that have a harvard business degree it's people that are scrappy people that are resourceful they're persistent they persevere and they get it done and that's actually what i talked about on my last episode of the podcast They're qualities that you probably already have if you're a mom especially You figure out how to be resourceful when you run out of diapers or wipes or clothes and you're out with your kids. You figure a way to make it work. And, you know, those same ideas apply in business. You just get scrappy and resourceful and creative and make it work. And so so that doesn't have to be a a barrier for you. But for the women that might be listening and thinking, you know, there's already someone doing it. What's the point? The market's saturated. uh, There's already people doing monogramming. There's already people doing public speaking. There's already people writing books or Mm -hmm. so on. I would just remind them that there is room for you too. No one can do what you can like you can. No one has your story, your skills, your style, your voice, your talent, the way that you approach things, the way that you take care of people. No one has exactly that combination of things that you have. And I believe that there is room in the marketplace for what God wants to do through you. So you don't have to get distracted by someone else out there doing their thing, because that does not take away from what God wants to do through you. In fact, I believe there's a group of people out there right now that only you can help. And so the world needs you to use your gifts and talents. You know, right now I'm on book tour, Jamie, and we're doing book signings every night in bookstores all over the country. And I'm standing there with this group of women and they're holding my book, and they ask me that exact same question. Well, the thing I wanna do, someone's already doing it. Mm -hmm. And I say, look around, look at the thousands and thousands of books in this bookstore, but yet you're holding mine. Because I believe that God has a plan for this message. I believe that there are a group of people that only I can help with this book and this message. So even though, yes, there are thousands and thousands of books, That doesn't mean there's not room for what God wants to do through this book. And the same is true in you and your business. So don't get distracted in your world by the thousands and thousands of books There's a place for your book. There's a place for your voice and your story and your talent. And there's something that God wants to do through you. In fact, I believe it's something that the world desperately needs you to step into.
1: I believe that so much as well. And I tell women all the time, I'm like, listen, it hasn't been said in your voice, you know? And so, because people are like, I don't know if I can write a book about that. She did already. Or I don't know if I have a podcast because they talk about this already, but you haven't said it. And so if you have it in you, then the other person can't say it in your voice. It's your voice that needs to be heard.
2: Well, and exactly. I mean, do you ever just get too much inspiration. Are right. you like, you know I'm, done. I'm too inspired. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling too positive. Like I am maxed out on people loving on me. Would yep. y'all please stop? I've had enough. No, like, I know. there's always a need for more. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, like
1: my girlfriends that started this earring business, there are so many women in the world with pierced ears. There's, we're never going to run out of a need for earrings. Jamie, at the rate at which <laughs> I lose my earrings, exactly. we'll never run out. Like exactly. I lose them every day. Oh my gosh, exactly. Okay, so speaking of my friends that started this earring company, it's Waterloo. And people that listen and know me, they know how much I love it and talk about it all the time. But I told her I was talking to you today. So I texted her and I was like, hey, I'm talking because she's the one that told me about you forever ago. Okay, so she sent me a question. Let me find it. I'm looking at my text. Here it is. Okay, she said this. She said, since we're at such the beginning stages of growing our business, I wonder what advice she would give her new business self when it feels impossible to actually grow the business and community around your business like you want? The goal seems so far away.
2: Okay, so I love this question. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna use a running analogy because Mm -hmm. I like to run, Jamie. I relate everything to running. Okay. So when I am going to be climbing and let's say I'm training for a marathon or something and there's this huge hill, like I can't even see the top the hill goes on so long. I don't run that hill by looking at the top. I only look at the steps in front of me. Okay, let's take one step Mm -hmm. and another step. And another step and the same is true in business. So it's very easy to have a big dream in your heart or have a big idea in your head and you love the idea of it. It's very motivating and inspiring, but it's overwhelming because it's so big. Mm -hmm. So instead, I want you to back out of that idea, back out of that dream that maybe three year five year vision, whatever that is. And I want you to find the lowest hanging fruit. What's the quickest win? What's just the first step that you need to take? And I just want you to take that step. And when you do that, it will give you the confidence and the momentum to fuel the next step. And then that will fuel the next step. And one step at a time, you eventually get to the top of that hill and you look back and go, wow. Look at that hill that I just ran. Look at that dream that I just brought to life, but it didn't happen because it was one big switch that you flipped or it was this huge leap off a cliff. It was just one tiny baby step at a time. And I do think it's really important to have a vision for the future Mm -hmm. so that you don't baby step your way in the wrong direction and cross someone else's finish line. You want to be moving in the right direction and stay in your lane to get to where you want to go. But I still want to focus on the steps in front of me. So I love the quote by my friend, Christine Kane. She says, vision will inspire you, but discipline will get you there. Mm. And so the discipline is really that day to day. What is the quickest win? What's the lowest hanging fruit? What do I need to do right now to get me in that direction? And and Dave has a great quote. Dave Ramsey has a great quote. He says, he says, if I want to be there in five years or three years or one year, if I want to be there, what has to be true today yeah. to get me there? And it just really brings it down to today's action steps of what do I need to do? To get there. That's in fact why I put action steps at the end of every chapter in the book because I wanted women not to just read it, but I want you to apply it. Mm. Like, let's write this down and put it into practice so that you can actually start making steps in that direction. It's so good. It reminds me of a lot of stuff I hear on Donald Miller's podcast, too. Do you listen to him? Yes, I love him. We're mm. friends. He's such a great guy and he's he's so good at helping you take inspiring ideas and making them practical. Yep. I love so that. So big. So big. Okay. So, on that same analogy
1: and my question that my friend Jana had, here's another thing that I see a lot. And I'd just love to hear you talk about it and we could talk about together okay so let's use the same analogy of you're running up a hill and you got to take the baby steps but you have a big vision right but you got to do the discipline every day here's what i see sometimes people do and then they get insecure and then they get scared and then they quit is they look up at that hill and they see other people already there right and so then they think "I, i i see them and they're doing all these amazing things but we forget all the steps they took up the hill do you see
2: that happening as well Absolutely. I mean, it's the common quote you hear all the time. Don't compare someone else's middle to your beginning. And yep. I just remind people like, you have to give yourself permission to be a beginner because we look up at people on the top of the hill or in the headlines or celebrity status or with five bazillion Facebook likes. And we're like, oh, they must have just woken up there. You know, right. they didn't wake up there. <laughs> right. They didn't fall on the mountaintop. They worked their behind off to get there. And you've got to, too. So, when you give yourself that grace, it allows you to launch today with your 1.0 version because so many women stay stalled waiting for their 8.0 version. The iPhone didn't launch with 8.0, they launched with 1.0 version. And so the same is true for your business. You know, I use an example of um, Taylor Swift. Jamie, I'm such a Taylor Swift fan, like huge, Have you been to a fan. concert? Yes, okay, I've yes. Okay, I heard they're amazing. Yes, I sing every word along <laughs> with all of the seventeen-year-olds, okay, awesome. and I'm twice their age. I'm not yes. even worried about it. but yeah, who I love cares? It. Yeah. So she tweeted something out. I guess it was like a year or two ago, and it was a picture of her in her teens when she was just getting started, uh, performing on a little tiny stage. It was maybe like a four by eight stage on the riverfront of Nashville. It had a banner in the front of her stage to like, look like it was printed at a Kinko's, FedEx Kinko's. It said uh-huh. Taylor Swift in block font, black font. And she tweeted that picture and said, I'm about to perform five, sold out nights in Las Vegas. And I remember what my concerts used to look like. And I love that example because it's easy to think of Taylor Swift today as she's always been that and she hasn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, even for me, which is such a tiny example, but even what I'm doing today on stages with Dave Ramsey and, and speaking alongside amazing speakers, like I've been to hundreds and hundreds of events and been a speaker and very few have been impressive. I have spoken at Kentucky County Libraries on a Friday night. I have spoken at high school cafeteria Curious. I have spoken at college auditorium seated for a thousand where two sad people showed up and it was only because they got extra credit. I've spoken at family reunions where they fed me refrigerated chicken fingers and saved me a seat at the kids' table. Like you have to start somewhere. And I did, you did, and everyone else has to as well. So just give yourself permission to be a beginner. Just get out there and get started. And the truth is, you're gonna learn the most by doing. So get out there and get moving and then you can correct and improve as you go, but you're not gonna be able to correct until you get started. You're you're gonna have to wait till the market tells you what you need to improve before you can make those improvements.
1: So true. Okay, so two other things I see with women. Number one is... I see a lot of women having to bust their tails for a dream on the side. Either it's because their main gig is stay-at-home mom or their main gig is a nine-to-five. So that's one thing that I would love to hear you talk about. And then there's that other thing of what if you, the stay-at-home mom that also has a dream, like balancing, because you do this, I do this, any working woman does this, balancing work and mom life, which I have my own opinions on the word balance with that kind of scenario. But I would love to hear from you. So first side gig you're busting your tail you're doing on the side you're working nine to five and then next is
2: i'm a mom and i have this dream but how do i do both really well sure well those are great questions and certainly common questions i get because we all struggle with this so First about the side business, the basic, basically what you wanna keep in mind is if you're going to work on your side hustle in addition to your full-time job, you just need to understand that if you want to do that full-time at some point and you want it to grow beyond a side gig and you, you wanna quit your full-time job at some point, then you're gonna need to grow this side business up so big that it feels like you are working two full-time jobs because mm-hmm, you are. Mm-hmm. Because people ask me all the time, when do I make the leap to full-time working on my business. And I don't want you to make a leap. I want you to make a step. And when you build this side business up to where the revenues are there, the demand is there, and your personal income is able to support you, then it doesn't feel like this terrifying leap. It's just the next logical step. So certainly it will be crazy for a season as you're building that up. But then when you're able to make that step, not a job, and you're able to quit your full-time job, then that season is over and you can totally focus on your business. But here's what's so great about this. Then the business is a blessing, not a burden, Mm. because if you make that step or that leap before you're ready and the money is there, that business will become a burden. You will have stress and anxiety, scrambling and scrapping, trying to get by when the money wasn't there before you took that step. So I really want people to build it up on the side, That may mean working late, getting up early, working weekends, getting help around the house, getting help with the kids, whatever you need to do. But it's just a season. It's just a season to build that business up on the side so that you can focus on it full time when the money's there.
1: I like how you said a step, not a leap, because I think that takes a little bit of the fear out of it as well. Like you're saying, get it where it's going so much that it just feels like the logical next step. Instead of like you're leaping, knowing you have a parachute on, you have to pull it. Who knows what's going to happen? That
2: seems really scary. Exactly. I worked with one man one time that he actually did what I call some assumptive math. And he was working on his side gig and it was bringing him in $10,000 a year And that was based on him working on it 10 hours a week and so he did some assumptive Uh math and assumed that if he if he quadrupled his time he would quadruple his money and so he thought well if i work on it 40 hours a week then i'll earn forty thousand dollars and i can live on that and so he quit his full-time job and the demand was not there he Uh. only earned slightly above the year before and he earned twelve thousand dollars and had to go back to his full-time job so don't do assumptive math, build up the money to where it's actually there. And then it's not this scary, terrifying leap. It is that next logical step. And then it becomes really fun. It becomes a very exciting moment when you get to do that. Yeah,
1: it is fun. Okay. So mom life, work life, this is like every working mom that I know, we talk about it and you know, for me, and this is different. I'm in a different world than you are now as well. So my kids are all in school. So right. it works out when I started working more was when my kids went to school. And I know a lot of people who do that. And so I get this built in work day until June 1st comes and then they're here all day. Uh, right. And then I got to figure stuff out. But I always feel as though, and I, I don't know what you think, Christy. I always feel as though, like I see myself with different hats. And so when I'm momming, I've got my mom hat on and that's when I'm attentive to. But when I'm business or I'm traveling, I'm like working. And so I feel like I can do work really well when I'm not
2: momming, like, Does that make sense? I just kind of put different hats on. Right. I love how you said that because what I've found in my own life is the guilt comes from focusing on where you're not. Right. So if you're present in one place, you're absent in another, and we have a tendency to focus on where we're not. We always focus on what we're not doing. So if we're at work, we're missing out on a field trip Uh and we focus on that. If we're at the field trip, we're missing out on work and emails and we're checking our phone (laughs) and we're focusing on what we're missing out on. So instead, I just want you to shift your focus. I want you to look through the front windshield of what you're driving to versus is the rearview mirror of what you're leaving behind. And I love how my friend Tony says it. He says, always driving to somewhere that I love when I'm driving to work, I'm driving to somewhere that I love when I'm driving home, I'm driving to somewhere that I love. And it really is shifting the focus of focusing on what you're going to versus leaving behind. And so wherever you are, be there be present. And so right now is a great example. I'm on book tour and yes, I'm missing out on so much stuff right now with my kids. They are going to the parks. They're going to music day. They're doing all this stuff, but it does me no good to be here in Dallas, Texas, focusing on that. Yeah. I will totally miss this amazing opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity, by the way, to launch a book that can make a difference in women's lives to hear them and hear their stories and see their faces and give them a hug and sign their book and take pictures and know that my work matters. So instead, I'm going to be here. I'm in Dallas and I'm hanging out with you on this podcast and Mm -hmm. I'm focused on where I am. I'm wearing that hat, as you say. And I love that example. And the truth is, I think we just feel a lot of the pressure from this idea of balance comes from unrealistic expectations of what that means. We think it means perfect. We think it means easy. We think it means everything being created equal. And it's none of those things. Life, Balance is messy because life is messy. And it's not about doing everything for an equal amount of time. It's about doing the right things at the right time. And in my opinion, it's not about this 50 50 split. It's about being 100% present wherever you are, be there. Then you can create your version of balance as you spend your time only on what's most important to you. And it's hard, it's a daily struggle for me just as well as everyone else. But you know what, we're walking this out and the truth is there's a lot of grace if we're just willing to receive it.
1: It's so true. And there are some mamas that are listening and they're like, well, that's awesome because your kids are in school. Mine are right here every day. And I get that. And here's what it takes as well. And I'm gonna let you the professional answer, but I'll give my opinion. It takes also like, is you still have to work hard at it. So that means maybe during that time, you don't do the dishes and you do them when the kids are awake. Or maybe twice a week, you and a girlfriend swap kids. And so one day you have, you know, 18 kids at your house and then another day you have no kids. Um, So I think it takes creativity and discipline and it's going to be hard, right? Like it's going to be hard to try to fulfill those dreams and have kids at home. But I don't think it's impossible.
2: No, I totally agree. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, if we were to, let's just say hypothetically, we were to take a really hard look at our schedule and look at where we actually spend our time. What if we went through and did a little spring cleaning? Mm. And let's say that we cut out every single thing on our schedule that we don't care about that we don't give a flip about, that's not a priority, I bet we'd be amazed at how much time we can free up. I bet we'd be amazed at how much time we spend mindlessly scrolling Facebook, or going to events we don't wanna go to out of guilt or obligation, or taking on other people's problems as if they're our own, or being everyone's Mother Teresa or this hero complex. If we could cut some stuff out, I bet we would be amazed at how much time we could free up.
1: Oh my gosh, Christy, if I would quit watching Instagram stories at night, I could have read (laughs) 17 books already this year with the amount of time I spend doing that. Oh, my gosh. As oh my- if I need to see 15 seconds of everyone's life throughout the day.
2: Um, <laughs> it's a struggle for all of us, for sure. It's a
1: struggle. It's such a struggle. Okay. This is so fun. And I, I saw you were in Austin recently. Yes. We were just there a couple
2: days ago. We're Did kind you of making like the rounds my city? in Texas right now. Did you like Austin? I loved it. It was so fun. I went for a run on the water uh, down there. There's a path. Uh-huh. Yes. Had such a great time. It was beautiful. I got distracted. Just went down all types of different turns. Just <laughs> getting lost because I just loved exploring. Town Lake is a great place to
1: run if you're here. And uh, I mean, I always tell people, if you come, go run Town Lake, even if you don't run, go walk, you know, you can do the paddleboard. Do you do the paddleboard stuff like the stand up paddleboard? I've done it before.
2: Yeah. And that's actually harder than it looks. People look so graceful. Like it takes a lot of balance.
1: Yeah. It's like, don't judge your own paddleboard self by watching somebody else paddleboard because it is harder than it looks. (laughs) It is. I actually don't have any desire to do that at all. But and then some people in Austin, they have their dogs on the paddleboard with them. Yes, I've seen that. That's incredible. I don't know how they do it. No, my dog would just...
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
1: Die. Okay, so Chrissy, <laughs> I I always
2: ask people three things they're loving and what they're reading. So you start where you want to start. Awesome. Okay, so I've already mentioned this, but I'll mention it again. I'm reading Bringing Up Boys by James Dobson, and that's just trying to kind of help me figure out these boys. I didn't have brothers. I don't totally understand my husband, so I'm just (laughs) trying to figure out how to be a mama to these two boys that are crazy and young and and so impressionable. And then I also just started, I'm kind of reading these two books at the same time. That one's more for personal. I'm also, from a professional standpoint, reading The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo. It came out, I guess, 2012 or so, but just a really cool idea of how to help people find their idea because that's my next thing I'm working on. There are so many people that they want to do something, but they don't know what. And that's really what I'm working on for my next book, for my next ideas of helping people find their best business ideas. So there's the two books I'm working on. As far as what I'm loving, now all of this is gonna sound very vain, but hey, I'm on this is tour, the happy so hour. It is all yes. about fashion, okay? Yes, so let's just me. focus on the three things I'm loving in the fashion department. Number one, L'Oreal High Lift Creation Spray. Now this is like five bucks at Target, but it's this like, it's a blend between volume spray and hairspray, and it just gives your hair, it's like this mist that just makes it look beautiful and natural. I walked out today from uh, um, doing my hair and the girls with me, Amanda and Elizabeth said, Well, your hair looks like silk. Oh, that's an advertisement for L'Oreal, right
1: there. Yes.
2: (laughs) So that's one thing. And I love that it's cheap. It's not super expensive like salon prices. Uh, The other thing is this lip gloss. It's Revlon Pango Peach. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like for spring and summer, it's like a really soft color. It would go good with anything. And then I got to tell you about these shoes I'm wearing that are literally stealing the show everywhere I go. Okay. Everyone asks me where I get them. I gotta give you a warning up front though. They're the kind of shoes that you see on the shelf and you think those are hideous. I would never. And you put them on your feet and you think I'm never taking them off. So that's oh, my disclaimer. Because they feel so good? Uh, they're Kate, no, because they look so uh, good. They just okay. You don't know if you put them on your feet. They're okay. supposed to be on your feet, but they just don't look good on the shelves. Okay. They're Kate Spade. They are called Licorice. Okay. And they're available at 6pm.com. They're like $140 at discount. But um, they are multicolored tweed. They have a gold glitter heel. And if you want a testimonial, you just ask Annie Downs. Because the moment she saw me wear them, she went out and bought them. True story. She has Instagram storied about it all day long. And so have I. So Okay, I've seen these then. Yes. So everywhere I go, people ask me about these heels. They just, they go with any outfit and they steal the show. So I had to give some props to those heels. I swear I need to call 6 p.m. and get a cut. Because I'm sending them so many sales right now.
1: (laughs) Those are fancy looking. I, they love, are. I love them. Okay. I love it so much. They've got a lot of spunk. Well, Christy, it has been so fun getting to know you and hear about how you help women do their best in business. And I know that we're going to have a lot of listeners really, really inspired by this conversation today. And so thank you so much. Real quick, tell them if they're interested in coming to a business boutique. Is that an easy thing to do? Are they often?
2: How do y'all do that? Sure. So our next one is going to be in November and it's in Nashville. It's a three-day event and it is so much fun. Annie Downs is actually our MC, and we have a lineup of incredible speakers and certainly, um, uh, you know, coming to an event is not for everyone. I know that's a big commitment with childcare and travel and that kind of thing. And that's in fact, exactly why I wrote my book business boutique. Cause I wanted to get this information into the hands of women everywhere, even in their homes, even if they can't travel, I wanted to encourage them. So whether it's listening to the podcast or coming to an event or reading the book, I just want women to know that they they can do this thing. They can make money doing what they love. They just need what everyone needs to be successful. They just need a plan. And so uh, that's what we're trying to do to help them.
1: Okay. Well, as someone who started something without a big plan and kind of had to like swim her way through what I felt like was like tar in the ocean, uh, I'm going (laughs) to just suggest that everybody, everybody get their hands on something from you so they can get a plan. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. It's been really fun. Thanks so much for having me, Jamie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of the state of Texas where the real (laughs) UT
2: lives. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I will. Okay.
1: Okay, guys. Didn't you love Christy Wright? Go follow her on Instagram. She has great Instagram stories as well. I must tell you that. Anyone feel like you're a risk taker or are you someone that avoids risk? I also love how she provides so many practical tips for us in making things happen. In fact, I was listening to her podcast just recently and she provided a webpage to go get a free download and I went straight there because it was this free resource that she was giving me. Guys, I loved when we talked about not comparing yourself to other people. When she said don't compare someone else's middle to your beginning, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I loved it so much. You know what? I'd love to hear what you're dreaming about. What's your dream? Remember, it's small steps, not one big leap. All right, guys? Today's show was edited by Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music is from my friend Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Angela Lanter, and I met her through Cezanne, who was on the show this year. She's a YouTuber. Isn't that fun? I love knowing YouTubers. Her husband is an actor, and we actually started watching the show that her husband is in after I interviewed her. It's a family show for sure, so you might have a new show to add to your family nights after this interview. We had a lot of fun talking about what it's like to be married to someone who does acting for a career. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you guys next week with my guest, Angela Lanter.